And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. And now, Socko Household Degunkifier and Crispite Genuine Wheat-Flavored Breakfast Paste bring you the thrilling adventures of the man who fears no evil, the man who will never rest until freedom reigns supreme, the one man whose strength, courage, and selection of breakfast paste and household degunkifier never need be questioned. Our one-man second front foremost freedom fighter of Canada and her other lesser allies, the Red Panda! This episode, Death from Above. Our story begins within the offices of Panda Division, a safe haven for the best and the brightest hopes of our country's war efforts, the elite Panda Force. Here, Far from the terrors of a world gone mad, by which I mean this one, brave panda agents can return from thrilling adventure after bone-chilling escapade to an environment which is welcoming, familiar, and free from the heartache of stubborn household gunk deposits. But on this day, a cloud seems to hang over Panda HQ for today. The bravest of the brave, strongest of the strong, truest of the true, and so on. The Red Panda is missing. Sixteen hours overdue for his rendezvous at the extraction point within occupied France. Let us return now to the familiar offices of the mysterious Major Head of Panda Division, where our hero's friends can only wait and worry. I can't stand this anymore. Isn't there anything we can do except wait? No, Doctor. I'm afraid there is nothing more for us to do but wait and worry. See, I told you. Did you hear something? Must be the wind. Ow! I don't know how much more of this I can take. He's never been this late. Not without sending word, a signal, something. I'm sure if he could get word to us, he would. That's not much of a comfort. What do you mean? If he can't get word to us somehow, then you think he must be captured or... or worse. Don't get hysterical, Dr. Handbasket. I haven't got the patience for it today. I admit that something must have gone wrong for the Red Panda to miss his rendezvous. But that hardly means he's been taken... If something prevented him from making that plane, he's smart enough to go to ground until the danger has passed. He's unlikely to make another move until the sun goes down there, another two hours at least. We'll most likely hear something then. Most likely? By that time, he'll be more than 18 hours overdue. You could have had another man on the ground in that time. Will you listen to yourself, Doctor? I'm running one of the most advanced networks of secret agents in the world, not a kindergarten. How do you think your precious red panda would react if I sent a chaperone out after him every time he skinned his knee? Don't you dare make a joke of this. You sit there behind your desk like a spider in her web. I did my time in the field, doctor. Don't you tell me. <laughs> Let Colonel Fitzking in, would you, doctor? Oh, hello, doctor. Colonel Fitzking, did you just bark? Hmm? Oh, yes, I suppose I did. Embarrassing that. 
I'm a little preoccupied. You don't think the treatments that increased your natural canine intellect by a factor of 6,003 are beginning to wear off, do you? No, no, child. Though I almost wish they would. I could do with a little R&R, chase a few squirrels, drink some water that was never intended for that purpose. Why, even chasing my own tail would be less frustrating than all this waiting. Still no word, I take it? No, sir. You'll let me know, won't you? Of course, sir. Uh, Colonel Fitzking, there must be something we can do. Someone we could send after him? I'm not in the habit of countermanding the Major's orders, my dear. I'm sure you understand. No, sir. No, I don't. Before I forget, Major, the Prime Minister asked me to give you this. What is it? A picture he colored of himself and Winston Churchill holding hands. I believe that is meant to be you on the tire swing there. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Not at all. Oh, and, Major? Sir? You had better be right about this. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, far from these comfortable offices, the object of all this concern lies just where he has been for the last three hours in the muddy embrace of a bullet-strafed field in occupied France. His only cover... An overturned wagon, all that stands between him and the relentless drone of an all-too-familiar Luftwaffe fighter plane overhead. For, unless the red panda's eyes deceive him, the German plane overhead belongs to one of his deadliest foes. It seems the obvious and inescapable conclusion that he has been the quarry in a far-from-merry chase— Pursued by the scourge of the skies, the pride of the Luftwaffe, Baron Otto Pilot. Well, my old beauty, which do you think you'll run out of first, fuel or bullets? Fuel, I suppose. You've got more bullets than a matinee cowboy, don't you? Yes, thank you, I've got the point. It's a bit awkward, don't you think? Spending an entire day together without ever being properly introduced? Yes, but in spite of that, I just can't accept that dear old Baron Pilot is back from the dead yet again. I know I never saw a body when I shot him down over the Swiss Alps. I know Baboon McSmoothie could have been exaggerating when he claimed to have knocked him out of the sky with a slingshot made from the waistband of Mussolini's underpants. And I never did believe Betty Britannia's story about smashing his head in with a block of ice and a frozen Danish fjord. I've caught her lying through her grossly deformed teeth before. But the point is, old chum, the last time I saw Otto, I drop-kicked him into an active volcano, and I find it difficult to believe he walked that one off. On the other hand, you fly like him, you shoot like him, and you display the same unwavering lack of imagination and homicidal attention to detail. I mean, who else would chase me over hill and dale in a souped-up pitch-black hot rod, pin me down for hours at a time, and never call in ground troops to finish me off? Who else hates me enough to demand the personal touch? I know! Just about every jerk in a swastika, that's who. Looks like I spoke too soon. Sounds like a squad now, delicately goose-stepping their way through the lilacs. Looks like you're no autopilot after all, Junior. But if you didn't flush me out back at the ravine when you shot the radio out of my hand, if I didn't turn back when I dropped my supplies, including enough genuine wheat-flavored breakfast paste to start every morning a crispite kind of way, 
And if I didn't run and hide every time you turned back to refuel, but rather followed you on foot, getting closer and closer to your precious airfield, then your little Doomcoff patrol certainly won't take the Red Panda without a fight. Panda base to Red Panda. Come in, Red Panda. Hello, Mother. Oh, Prime Minister, you scared the life out of me. You mustn't barge in on people like that. Sorry, Mother. I'm not your mother, Prime Minister. I'm Dr. Anna Handbasket. Do you understand? Dr. Handbasket. Handbasket? That's right. Dr. Handbasket. That's very good, Prime Minister. Thank you, Mother. Have you seen my dog, Sparky? I believe Colonel Fitzking is in his office. With my dog, Sparky? <laughs> he is your dog, Sparky. Oh. You don't understand, do you? Not exactly. What are you doing? I'm... I'm trying to find someone. Is it me? No, Prime Minister, it is not you. Is it Sparky? Colonel Fitzking is in his office. So you keep saying. Why are you looking for someone in a radio? Is he very small? Did he fall in? Prime Minister, please. I'm trying to use this radio to find someone because I don't know where he is, and I don't know how else to find out. Why don't you ask somebody? Ask somebody? Somebody who might know. Ask somebody. That's what I usually do. That's just crazy enough to work. I don't know. Hasn't done me much good today. Out of the mouths of babes? Hey, I'm not a baby. I'm a big boy. Of course you are, Prime Minister. I merely said that because your intellect has been infantilized by the lingering after effects of a German insanity ray. Do you understand? Mother? Prime Minister, why don't you go ask your other mother if she's seen Sparky? Other mother? Yes, you know. Olive drab wardrobe, calls everyone sir, sleeps at attention. Other... Mother? Yes. Just don't mention the radio, or that I sent you. You're not my mother. You're not my mother! <laughs> I wonder if it's possible to traumatize someone with the long-term memory of a goldfish. This is Dr. Anna Handbasket on private scrambled frequency calling Baboon McSmoothie. Come in, Baboon McSmoothie. Hello, Mother. One moment, please. Um, Beige Panda. I'm on the radio. Don't mention the radio, Mother. Mother? Are you sick? Good name, Major? Nothing you need concern yourself with. You have my agent's last known coordinates. Can you find him or not? I don't remember any beige panda. He's new. Hi there. Quiet! Can you handle this job or not? Remember, you owe me. I have not forgotten, but your man is in a dangerous area. There is a new secret airfield near there. It is very heavily guarded. Surely a few guards are no match for baguette of the resistance. All right, I'll do it. But then we are even. As long as I've got the negatives of our little holiday snapshots, and as long as you don't want Mrs. Baguette to receive a complimentary set of proofs, you'll do what I say when I say it. Ah, Major, you are as vile and artless as you are beautiful. You make me sick, you magnificent beast. Yes, I recall you screeching something to that effect. I'll be happy to send her a copy of the recording as well. Major out. Baguette of the Resistance! 
Oh, well, and I would. Have you seen Sparky? The real Baron Pilot would never send in flunkies to do his dirty work, you know, Junior. He enjoyed it too much himself. He'd have wanted the pleasure of killing me with his own. Looks like I've been spotted. Set the zap gun for maximum range. Try to take out as many as I... What the? He's firing on his own troops. He didn't call them in at all. Otto, my boy, I'm sorry I ever doubted it was you. Who else would be mad enough to kill his own men to satisfy a personal vendetta? He's coming back to finish them off. Hope he flies low enough. I'll only get one crack at this while he's distracted. Zap gun on full power. Got him! Just hard enough to send him home limping and to keep him on the ground till I can find his precious airfield. I understand, Commander. I'm just glad you have an operative in the area at all. I don't know the man personally, but his reputation is outstanding. I'm sure if anyone can find the Red Panda, he can. Yes, I'm well aware of that. But even outside his normal sphere of influence, he'll provide extraordinary backup for my man, should he reach him in time. I know I can rely on your discretion in this matter. Splendid. Fritz King out. Well, well, Fritz King, another crisis averted. How many times can one win the war in... An afternoon? What next? Perhaps a small sherry? Sparky! Or perhaps several hours chasing a rubber ball in the hot sun in exchange for some jerky. <sighs> Come here, Sparky. Come on, boy. Coming, Prime Minister. Can't be much further now. I'm sure I just heard him land. What's that? It can't be. He couldn't possibly have changed planes in that little time. It is him! No cover anywhere! I'm a sitting duck! He's hit! A plasma boomerang? It can't be! It is! Baboon McSmoothie! Man of a thousand faces! Well, two or three, anyway. Still on loan to British intelligence, Baboon? Just till I recover my amazing powers of disguise. Not that they'll miss me. These days, if you don't fly a plane, they're not interested. But, Baboon, you're one of the best pilots I know. Quiet, will you? I didn't get into spying to get all thousand faces shot off by some blitzkrieging boob. I'd prefer not to get mailed back to Australia in 36 separate envelopes. But what are you doing here? This can't be a coincidence. Well, now, truth is, Panda, your Dr. Anna asked me to check up on you. That's the problem with a reputation for precision. Run a little late one time and everyone wets their knickers. I can't believe I'm hearing this. How can she just... Now, don't get all huffy, Panda. She's a good Sheila. She just forgot that when we get together, we usually get in twice the trouble. Well, you may be more right than you know this time, McSmoothie. Was that our old playmate Baron Otto Pilot I knocked out of the sky? It was. I'm so sick of killing that guy. I'm starting to believe that isn't possible. Why do you say that? That's why. It can't be. Even if the airfield is right over this ridge, he couldn't have. No, he couldn't have. But here he comes. Red Panda? Yes? I'm really cheesed off at you right now. Super. What the? 
questions later, McSmoothie. Finish him off. Don't let this one land. Got it! That's got him. I wonder who our helpers are. I saw something that looks like a thunderbolt. And I saw a grenade shaped like an onion. That can only mean... That's right. It is our baguette of the resistance. Afternoon, baguette. Surrender to anyone lately? Only to your mother, buffoon Max Lully. You spent all night thinking that one up, and it still doesn't make sense. I've no time to trade insults with you. I'm here to rescue the one called Red Panda. Well, take a number, Maurice. I was here first. Right, Red? Holy sheep dip! Who is that? Baboon McSmoothie, meet the greatest hero of the Danish resistance, Great Dane. He's not much of an espionage agent. After all, he's seven foot nine and only speaks Danish. On the other hand, he can bench press a tank and has some remarkable talents with energy weapons. Pleased to meet ya. You heard in Murden, June. Back at ya. Enough of this. We must go before they send another plane. I don't think so. I don't think they know this baron has been destroyed yet. What do you mean, this baron? The man is dead. Again? Yes and no. Quickly, to the top of the ridge. Once we can see the airfield, all should become clear. And so, together, the greatest heroes of four mighty nations climb to a vantage point overlooking a secret airfield. The field from which their tormentor has returned to plague them time and time again. And it is from this vantage point that our heroes make a discovery more startling than the way Socko brand household degunkifier removes pesky deposits of a... <coughs> Breakfastologists say your child may not be getting the important glucose he or she needs to learn... Ow! And now, back to our story. Whitakers. So many plans, and all identical to the Barons. I thought it was unique. It was. Oh, I get it. The Nazis have trained hundreds of pilots to pose as our Baron, to run us round in circles and throw us off the track. The track of what? How should I know? I've been thrown off it. You are so stupid, you make me sick. I've had just about enough of you, Frenchie. If you can keep away from each other's throats long enough to take a closer look at those pilots, I think you'll see our problems are just beginning. Give me those binoculars. Get your own. Here, use these. Sacre bleu. Weird. Every single face. Identical. What can it mean? Robot you engender endurance. That's right, Great Dane. Androids. Robots. Mechanical men. Call them what you will. The conclusion is inescapable. Each time we encountered Baron Autopilot over the last year, we were in fact fighting a prototype Luftwaffe android. Each time we defeated him, the Nazis used that experience to make the next one stronger. Now they've mass-produced them, and it looks like they're ready to attack. You are most correct here, Panda. But first, there is a little matter of your untimely death. Yes. You and your merry band of fools will all die. Keep your hands where we can see them. Baron autopilots, I presume. And plenty of them. You know, the name is kind of a giveaway when you think about it. Yeah, and those voices. How did we not figure this out before? 
Probably because you are so stupid. Silence! Now at last you will die, and I will be rid of the Red Panda forever. A toast to you, Otto. All of you. And baboon mix smoothie. I will never see any of your ugly faces again. Here, baboon, have a drink. Nah, I'm good. Baboon, have a drink from my flask. What? Oh. Oh! Right, a drink. Uh, to Otto. The cleverest androids are now. You will trouble my masters no further. One for the road, Baguette. And Great Dane, I think I'll miss you most of all. Monsieur? Cured? This is a great day for the Reich. First you, then all of London will be destroyed. As a show of our power. The planes are already taking off. Panda? I'd love to hear all about your plans, Autos, but we've got some planes to catch. Now! Not bad. Not bad at all. Formidable. What was in that flask? Manlinite 990. A brilliant super strength formula previously consumed by only a handful of Canadians. For the next 20 minutes, you will have incredible strength and speed. And we'll need it. we got to stop the rest of those planes. That's right, baboon. Not only London, but the fate of the entire free world depends on us. Let's go! And so, in a display of might such as the world has never known before, four fantastic freedom fighters wade into the horde of inhuman Nazi war machines and strike a blow for liberty with the strength of a hundred men each. But even as the ground lies strewn with smashed, senseless soldiers, the puppets of fascism and oppression severed from their strings, and the air thick with the stench of burning android... Our heroes know their work is not yet done. For twenty planes, each manned by a perfect killer without fear, manage to take off and are on their way to London. There remains but one hope. Red Panda, standing by. Baggett, standing by. Baboon McSmoley, standing by. Cringing down, indeed. Sure, Let's do it! Any sign yet? Nothing. Any chance they changed the target? Pilot was never known for his imagination. Autopilot's dead, dead. I see him. Looks like they see us. We got three incoming. Great Dane, stay with the pack. We can't afford to lose them in this cloud cover. We'll handle these three. Jordan, you'll be calmer. Beckett, you've got one on your tail. If there's one thing I hate more than a Nazi, it's a Nazi robot. Take that, teen soldier. Ha! You cannot outfly me, McSmoothie. I am programmed to anticipate your every move. Anticipate this. The all new plasma boomerang. Come 
back every time. Crap Panda, look out! I guess androids don't pack parachutes. Going to have to do this the old-fashioned way. If I can just get above him. Now or never! Made it! Get off my plane, you crazy Kennedy! You first! <laughs> nice! Thanks! Where is Great Dane? He's nearly caught up with the pack. Great Dane, hang back till we can catch up! Yeah, then we can all die together! Jordan, Fernfignigen, of Netorkognacht. What? You can't! He's going to use his electrical powers to short-circuit the androids. Sounds pretty good to me. But the resulting electrical implosion will destroy him. Dane, stop! There has to be another way! Dane! No! Nothing left. Could he have survived? I can't imagine how. He sacrificed his life so that the world might live to fight another day. Let's get to London. And leave my beloved France to Jack Boots, Brathwurst, and Oompa music? Not likely. See you again, you stupid idiots! Au revoir, you wallabies backside! You'd better radio home before they send any more help you away. I suppose you're right. You won't let on I snitched on Dr. Anna, will you? How could I? Baggett and Dane didn't just appear on their own, you know. It looks like I had the home team worried this time. You mad? Any other day, baboon, I might be. Today I'm glad I had an army on my side. Join us next time for another thrilling adventure of... The Red Panda! You have been listening to Dakota Ring Theater's presentation of The Red Panda, episode number three, Death from Above, written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons, featuring the vocal talents of Stephanie Bickford, Gregory Z. Cook, Richard Dennison, Stephen Gauchy, Adrian Rogers, and Greg Taylor. This story and all the characters featured therein are fictional creations and are entirely the property of the producers. No portion of this program may be recorded, reprinted, or retransmitted without the express written permission of the producers. Any person considering this program as a valid source of historical information should have their head examined by a trained professional. The Red Panda was recorded and engineered at Raven Sound in Toronto. Until next time, this is Gregory Z. Cook saying bye-bye and bye-bones. This is Thursday Thrillers, audio with action on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow on Mutual with Friday Follies, the end-of-the-week collection of comedy cut-ups. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or find the Friday Follies feed in your favorite podcast players. Now that's a lot of F's. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.